Ladies and gentlemen, what's good, y'all? It's Andrew Benjamin, it's Chris Carey, and you're tuned in to yet another edition of the We Are Rising podcast. And again, on this very special edition, it's a man you might be familiar with, but it's a man you probably might not know too much about. He's six feet, two inches tall, 204.7 pounds, age 32, originally from Anchorage, Alaska, and Palmer, Alaska. He fights out of the American Top Team Training Camp in Coconut Creek, Florida, and is the graduate of the University of Hawaii at Honolulu. With a 14-9 and record, he has fought so far three times in the Rising Fighting Federation, going 2-1. and one. A knockout win over Vitali Shimatov, a decision win over Rocky Martinez, and a knockout loss to the eventual light heavyweight champion, Yuri Prohaska. On New Year's Eve morning, December 31st, live on the Fight TV app and pay-per-view providers probably all over the world, you can see this man beat the brakes off a 2008 Olympic judo gold medalist, Satoshi Ishii at Ryzen 20, live from the world-famous Saitama Super Arena in Saitama City, Saitama Prefecture, Japan. And let's just say, judging from his entrances, he's going to do it with so much swagger, you would think it was, I mean, you would think that everybody watching it was colorblind. <laughs> but still, please welcome one of the most flashiest heavyweight fighters in the game today, None other than the honey bear, JQ. How are you doing, sir? Doing great, brother. So, sorry, Chris, you got to just correct you on one thing. Uh, no longer ATT, at Absolute MMA in Australia. Is that correct? Yep, down at Absolute MMA here in Australia. It's been a massive resurgence since I've been at this gym, so I'm stuck. i got to give those guys some props. Now, are you a, you're a permanent resident now of Australia as well? Is that... Is no, that... Not a permanent resident. I actually... Last week or the week before, I got my uh, my 408, which is a, a special talent visa. So I'm raising the level of Australian mixed martial arts. Okay. So I'm here for two years. Can uh, just live here kind of hassle free. Good. So are you so okay, but you still have U.S. citizenship, a U.S. passport, all well, that stuff. It's basically like a it's a, it's a temporary visa, kind of like a work, kind of like now you get a work visa for other places. Yeah, I got. So oh, okay, like, gotcha. So like when when Ryzen, you know, they when they have like the the country that the fire represents, would are they gonna put Aust the Australian flag next to your name from now on? You think, or is it gonna still be good old USA? I am not Satoshi Ishii. I am American through and through. I'm repping my country, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, what's so in other words, you're not gonna try and kiss ass to get yourself naturalized. <laughs> nah, I'm not. Speaking <laughs> of, I mean. I'm me. I love Australia, but I'm, I'm, I'm an American. <laughs> Speaking of Satoshi Ishii, how does it feel to be getting this, uh, both uh, big in terms of weight and also in name against uh, this uh, this fighter who's been around, he's been around forever. He's been around for Pride, uh, PFL, Olympic gold medals. How do you feel to be fighting this Actually, guy? Actually, he didn't fight in Pride. He fought in Dream oh. and the IGF. Gotcha. Sorry about that. Uh, Noki Bumbae's and uh, Dream and stuff, but I mean, like you said, Andrew, he's um, I mean, he's fought, he's kind of fought the who too in the Japanese scene. You know, he's had fights with Kokop, Fedor, um, I mean, heaps of other guys. Um, 
it's 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 gonna be awesome to fight him, especially on New Year's Eve inside Tama. It's gonna be a wild show. Um, I'm looking forward to it. As far as the weight goes, uh, I, if the fight is at what I woke up at this morning, I'm in pretty goddamn good shape right now, so it's all good. I um, cut the 93 is is if that is my that's that's a competitive weight class for me, but I prefer to kind of just be where I'm at and wake up and fight as opposed to having to sit, a, sit in a hot bath or a sauna mm-hmm. and get done. And, you know, man, I mean, Ishii, Ishii's uh, he's a big name and everything, but I reckon I might have a Japanese crowd on my side. <laughs> yeah, because when it comes to Satoshi Ishii's fights, especially as of late, they tend to get on the lethargic side. <laughs> I will say this. Uh, he probably has had maybe the second or third worst fight ever in Ryzen when he took on Heath Herring. I don't know if you had an yeah. opportunity to see that fight, if you're able to stay up watching it, but I thought, you know, yeah, I, I, I saw a guy who was dominating Herring and, and didn't seem to even want to finish him. So, yeah, we we are not a, 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 a Satoshi Ishii fan club podcast at all. <laughs> it's, uh, you know what, though? I mean, like, all the bullshit aside, like, the guy doesn't bring the most excited style of fighting in, and he hasn't been uh, winning so much as of late. But he has a phenomenal, re- phenomenal resume when it comes to combat sports. Yeah. I mean, the dude's a gold medalist in the Olympics. You can't take that away from the man at any point. Mm. He's big. He's strong. He's been, you know, he's, he's out there team crow copping. So he's yeah. gonna be ready. So he's gonna do some things that I do, which is throw high kicks and punch hard. So we'll be really ready for it. But I am. Uh, I'm going to single-handedly bring the uh, the violence and the show to this fight. I accept that, and uh, I'm planning on putting the dude away. Was this always a fight that, uh, or was there anybody else that was in discussions for you to fight at this uh, Rise of 20 show? I feel like I can probably get away with saying this now. I was uh, I was actually fighting Simon Buyang, um up until probably up until when did the fight get announced on Wednesday? Oh, yeah, well, Monday. I was fighting. Up until Monday, I was fighting Simon. I. Uh, Got rising, got to hold me and offered me a great opportunity. Uh, you know, get on Fuji and uh, you know, which is huge in Japan. If mm-hmm. you get your fights on Fuji, yeah, it's massive. So, um, against the you know Japanese legend, and I absolutely took it around with it. Also, with all due respect and, to uh, Simon Beyond, right. it's also a great step up in competition as well, probably. Yeah, yeah, it's a big, it's a big step up. But I mean, I reckon a guy like Simon Buyan, you know, I was, who I was prepping for. He's um he's a hard fight sometimes. Like guys fighting guys like that's rough because he doesn't have like the big name and the big record, and he's fairly young in the game. Mm. But he's and athletic and was all a six six. So I mean, you make a, you make a mistake against a guy like that, you can end up sleeping. And to go end up sleeping against a guy who nobody really knows, it's kind of a it's a, it's a hard line of a fight to try to sell. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. with Ishii. He prevents. He, he kind of gives you different different problems, like boring. And if he gets on top of you, it's a long day. So you don't want him to get on top of you. <laughs> but he's a known he's a known commodity, and especially in Japan, which is my chosen market, um, he's a, he's a majorly known commodity. So I'm you know I'm gonna try to take his cookies. <laughs> and you know what? It's funny that you mentioned that you were supposed to fight Simon Beyong because of course. Not that many people watch, you know, the promotion that he fights out of EFC Africa because either they are either their events get shown on the zone 
or they get shown on like regional sports networks like AT&T Sportsnet. So there's not that really much of a chance to see him unless, you know, you happen to have the zone or you happen to stay up watching whatever sports game is on your regional sports network just to see him. But I basically coined him in the interview that I had recently with him as like somewhat of like the second coming of John Jones because he's six and one with five knockouts. But the Mm -hmm. fact is not that many people know much about him because of the fact that he fights out of Italy by way of Cameroon, but not that many people see him. So it will be interesting to see him, you know, face off against a more quality opponent of his stature like Vitaly Shimatov, because if he were to face off against you, no disrespect, but he would probably not make it out that first round. Wouldn't you agree? That's and that's uh, to be fair. I mean, that's how I was looking at the fight. He's a he was a big athletic specimen. I'm sure if he signed with Ryzen long term, we'll end up running into each other at some point if he gets through Natalia or something like that. But uh, there's levels to this game, and I just didn't see him as quite being on the same level as me just yet. Who do you think wins in that fight between him I and Shemitov? Do you, have, do you who do you think would wins in that? You know, I couldn't tell you. You never know what those that Shemitov. He's a tough kid. I don't know if he's been working on his ground game or anything, but he's good in the stride. He's good on the feet. Um, you know, maybe if 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 Italian has been putting in a bit more work on his ground game as opposed to his promotion, you know, he might go out and pick this thing up. Yeah. <laughs> no, man. Uh, I mean, Shemitov is dangerous, but um, I reckon Shemitov is a um, he's not a big light heavyweight. I would, yeah. That was made very clear to me when we fought. He's not a big light heavyweight. The dude is probably a middleweight. Um, and I reckon Booyang, even though he comes in underweight, so I don't know that he actually carries a lot of body weight either, um, he's a much taller man, much longer man. So that I think that'll play to his advantage a bit. But like I said, Vitaly is a K1 level striker. He's fought in K1 in Turkey and things like that. So I think it's still going to be a bit of a level up for uh, Simon there. Any chance you'd be interested in fighting uh, big brother Shemitov, Sergey, who's also going to be on the card yeah. as well? And by big, I mean very yeah. big. <laughs> the Shemitov doesn't want this, these problems anymore. They don't want to go back to Russia all carved up. <laughs> yeah, man, hey, they want to make that fight, I'll take that fight. You know me, man. I'm, I'm, I'm there to put on a show. I'll, I'll go out and fight. Let's see what happens after this one and see who, see who pops up on the radar. Could be Rampage. Could be Big Shemitov. Mm. Could be Jerry. Could be C.B. Dalloway. Who knows? Speaking of uh, uh, of putting on a show, do you have a nice uh, entrance theme planned? Oh yeah, man, we're going hard, baby. It's New Year's Eve. There's no, uh, there's the, there's the, there's no fucking around on this one. We're going hard. Because also, like you said, it's going to be on Fuji TV. This is the opportunity. You know, I don't know if you're, the other fights made it on Fuji TV in full, but this one's going to be in full. It's going to be live. It's going to have to. You're going to yeah. have to make it the best out of this year. Yeah. Yeah, no, nah, this uh, this one's gonna have to be the killer one. But got, like you said, with it being on Fuji and stuff, I mean, I don't know, I don't know if people who like live stateside or you know uh, that don't live or Oz or they don't live in Japan or they don't really understand seeing there how massive it is on New Year's and when things are on Fuji TV, how the entire country shuts down and they're just watching television. It's that's what they do for New Year's. And I mean, there's gonna be probably what 70, 60, 70, 80 million people watching this fight, you know, on on TV. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be massive, man. So you know, I'm gonna go ahead and put my uh, put my best foot forward, and then put it up his ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and not to mention, thirty thousand of those asses will be in the seats watching you yep. do your best. 
sold out Saitama. So it'll be nerdy. I'm, I really hope they bring the drummer back. I really want the drummer, man. Yeah, we missed the drum. We missed the drum. Oh, you mean... I mean, if anything, we all hope to see Taka Nobuhiko Takada, the GM of Ryzen, bang that big-ass drum. Oh, well, I want to see him in the diaper banging the drum. That's all I want. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, so, but, sorry, Christian, go ahead. Go ahead. But still, you mentioned C.B. Dalloway. Well, actually, mm. one of y'all mentioned C.B. Dalloway will be fighting for the light heavyweight title against Yuri Prohaska. I mean, I know that you probably want... I mean, I know that you obviously want to fight for the light heavyweight title and rematch Jerry one day, but what are your thoughts about C.B. Dalloway, who's fresh from a 20-fight stint inside the UFC octagon, coming into Ryzen, fresh off a suspension with the U.S. Anti-Dopid Agency, mm-hmm. you know, coming in and getting this title shot? No, uh... You know, I think they, uh, they first off, CB's a hell of a fighter, man. Like, saw a lot of people on the internet kind of saying it was a bullshit booking. CB's tough. I mean, he was, he was, he was kind of, he was getting after dudes in the UFC towards the end there. Um, I reckon they had a bit of trouble finding an opponent for Jerry, and it kind of came together that way. Um, I, I would bet, probably bet the house on Jerry walking away with this one. That man is, uh, He's a savage of a man. I'm looking forward to getting back in there with him. But as far as like him coming over off of USADA and all that shit, man, look, that's neither here nor there. That that's the UFC's that's the UFC's prerogative. If CB wants to come over here and make money and fight some of the best fighters in the world, he should have every right to go ahead and go do that. And everybody talking about all that USADA and all that other stuff, that's that's neither here nor there. We're there to put on the fights, and you know what I mean. Let's 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 see what he does. Let's get it done. Mm-hmm. My big theory behind why it was C.B. Dalloway is because it looked like they were trying to make Jiri versus Ryan Bader. And for some reason, whatever, it didn't work out. Dalloway trains with Bader. So I wonder if they already had a ticket booked from Arizona. Uh, and they're like, oh, who, whose name can we put on there from Arizona? Oh, C.B. Dalloway, he, uh, he, he, he's from Arizona as well. The only thing I'm worried about, I'm worried about that fight is that C.B. Dalloway is a middleweight. And him going up to light, light heavyweight, uh, I don't, yeah. especially Jiri, you know, you're talking about how uh, Vitaly is 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 a small heavy, a light heavyweight. Yeah, I worry for CB Dalloway. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm I'm really that's yeah, all. For sure, uh, like uh, I mean, like like I was saying before, Jerry is Jerry is all of six five, and he's got to walk around close to 240 pounds. I would think. I think he's actually lighter than that, but I just like to in my brain make him out to be this giant, so when I kick his ass, it feels better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so speaking of. And, um, you know, CB's got, CB's got miles on, too. you got to remember that. CB's been around the game a while, so. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll see. Like, like I said, uh, hopefully they go out and they put a show, but I reckon Jerry's running away with that mm. Now, I know you, you don't do call-outs anymore. You got in trouble with that, apparently, a, a while back. But I'm just curious to know, I mean, so... Eventually, you want to rematch Jiri. Is that a goal for you in 2020, would you say? Or is there, or do you want to, you know, still go, like, between heavyweight, light heavyweight, and then when Ryzen is ready for you to fight him, uh, you'll take it? What's, what's the goal? What, what, when is the goal for you to, to at least get a rematch of Jiri at some point? Of course. I mean, I definitely want to get that one back down the line. Um, yeah, that's, that's 100% on the bucket, not the bucket list. I mean, it's going to happen. But um, as far as the weight class stuff goes, I enjoy back and being able to bounce back and forth, you know. But the thing is with Ryzen, 
We uh, Jerry, you saw Jerry bounce back and forth. He's fought Fabio heavier, then he's coming back down the light heavy. So that shouldn't really affect the ranking so much that way. Um, you know what? Whether it be heavyweight or light heavyweight, come New Year's Eve 2020, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna have a belt. I don't care if it's a light heavyweight, heavyweight belt, open weight belt, super hulk belt. Don't give a shit. Mm. Got a belt from the waist. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely open an open weight tournament, another open weight tournament, I should say. With a belt would yeah. be something that would be really great to see. Um, no, great. It bring in a lot of eyes from uh, from that kind of the Western scene. It bring it bring a lot of eyes over, especially you know with us cross promoting, us being rising cross promoting with Bellator. Get some of these KSW cats in, and let's put on a freak show. Let's mm-hmm. get it going. Speaking of cross, shit. I, I <laughs> mean, I wouldn't mind seeing you basically face off against somebody like former world's strongest man Marius Pujanowski, but. Even that's a far-flung conclusion. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think Marius is about to ride his ass off to retirement home after his last fight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Whew, that is, you're, you're bringing the fire of that one there, Jake. You're bringing the fire of that. Yeah. Um, well, so, I'm just curious, though, speaking of cross-promotion, main event of uh, Bellator's Japan show is Fedor versus Rampage. Who do you, who yeah. you think wins that one? And how do you think yeah. it goes? Look. Rampage is a bad motherfucker, but it is Fedor's final fight in Japan. I do not see that man losing to Saitama Super Arena. <laughs> Just don't see it happening. Mm. I don't think has he ever. This 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 kind of checks my knowledge a bit, but has he ever lost at Saitama? <laughs> the one fight he may have lost, I don't think it was, I don't know if it was Saitama, but the one that he did lose in Japan, what was a DQ? Was the um the head cuts? It was. Um, it was either that or the. Yoshi TK Kosaka yeah, fight, but that was for rings in 2000. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah, that yeah could do the uh, that headbutt uh, and they uh, they ruled it like a cut or something, even though it was a headbutt or something. Mm-hmm. That might be the only time he's ever lost in Japan, as far as I can recall. Um, it's all yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I'll be honest with you, man. He, uh, I thought he was losing a step there for a while when you were watching him with the. Uh, uh, for a while, they were like Bigfoot and even that yeah. Mitrione fight and things like that. But he looked good against Bader until he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, he's he going through the tournament. He was looking all right. So, and you know, Rampage is Rampage cracks, man. And that's, that is the whole thing. At the end of the day, Fedor's chin might not be what it once was. And that man, Rampage, can punch. Mm-hmm. But, but here's one thing I've always, I've, I've always been impressed with Fedor. Even at this stage of his career, he never gets tired. Fedor doesn't seem yeah. to have he. I would almost compare his cardio level to Tony Ferguson for a heavyweight. It's that good. Rampage, on the other hand, he first round after that first round, it becomes a it becomes like a you can hear the microphones. You get, it becomes a heavy breathing session, and that's yeah, that's yeah. not good at all. That's not good at all. So I don't know. That's that, not. That's because Rampage's trying to take your damn head off with every punch. That shit's tired. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Also, he ain't, he ain't no light heavyweight anymore. I've seen the pictures of him now. I think he's. I think he must weigh as much. Uh, like he's got to be like three hundred pounds. He's got to be close to three hundred pounds. Yeah, I mean, you saw the promo the, from the dude with the face off there in Japan, and he's a big boy. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, would you basically say that his walking weight is at three hundred? Oh, absolutely. I, I it has to be close. I, it has to be close. It, I mean, what do you think, Jake? You're, you're heavyweight. What are you able to discern? I think you're definitely up in the 260s for sure. 260, 265. 
Maybe more. <laughs> I, I think I'm also, I'm also adding some, some weight because he got the chains around him. So that maybe he comes out to 300 plus with the chains. Um, but there is, there is a very important fight uh, this week, uh, Jake. Uh, heavyweight fight. We want to get your opinion on it. And uh, Christian and I will definitely be paying attention to it. Uh, some are calling it, you know, the match that everybody's looking forward to. Um, you probably know what I'm talking about. Uh, Combat Americas, Tito Ortiz versus Alberto Del Rio. Who wins in that matchup? Uh, nobody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, what, do you think it'll just be another shit show? It's got to be, man. I, are these guys even going to make it to the ring? Man, look, I'll tell you what. Tito, I saw some, I saw some promo photos they put up. Tito looks in decent shape, you know. So we'll see what happens, but... I can't be completely honest with you. I don't give a shit about this fight. <laughs> do your kombucha thing. Do kombucha America. Whatever y'all want to do. I couldn't believe that the, the promoter of that thing came out and said that Tito's the top pound for pound fighter over 40 years old. When there are current champs in the UFC. <laughs> like, come on, bro. Hey, you got to sell your fires. You got, promoters got to sell their fires somehow, you know. Hey, listen. And of course, of course, Campbell McLaren is a crazy motherfucker. So, I mean, it's hard not to believe. I mean, it's hard to not believe him if he's not trying to scream your fucking head off, trying to make you believe him. <laughs> is, uh, is this Alberto, whatever, Alberto Del Rio? This is his only other fight other than Krokop kicked his head off, right? Uh, well, he's had a 9-6 and six MMA record. Going back to like the early 2000s, but this is his first fight since 2010. Okay. Um, yeah, basically, if you go to his, his MMA record, it's basically people who are 0 and 1, 1 and 0, no Wikipedia. Basically, it was, I mean, aside from his losses, which of course one of them was to Mirko Kokov, all he's ever fought really were. Basically, nobodies and professional wrestlers, fellow professional wrestlers. Yeah, true. But in all seriousness, um, the real the real fight. Uh, I don't know if you saw the first one, Andy Ruiz versus uh, Anthony Joshua. Um, any thoughts on who comes away in the rematch between these two? Man, that's an interesting one. I um, it's such a weird matchup. So it's such a weird matchup. That, um, there's a lot of stuff going on with it. It seems like with them doing it in Saudi Arabia and all sorts of weirdness going yeah. on, but. I reckon Joshua is still just a better athlete and everything, but that that man Ruiz can box, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna ride with that right now because it's not like he caught the he's not like he caught Jacob last time, didn't catch him catch him coming in, didn't catch him with a lucky overhand or a lucky shot or something. He outboxed the man. Now he got dropped as well, but I mean he he was boxed. He was boxing. He wasn't in there brawling and stuff. That man was boxing and I think in a fight like this, when you got a technical guy fighting against that, you know, you want thing if the one thing for Weaves was fighting Deontay Wilder. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a guy who's just, just gonna, just gonna murder you. Uh, Anthony's not really that guy. Um, so you know, I, I reckon he's. Uh, I reckon if, if Ruiz sticks to a smart game plan and he's in shape, he came in pretty heavy at the weigh-ins. He weighed in at two eighty-six or something like that. Um, uh, if he comes in, he's got cardio and he can push it late. I reckon. I reckon he can set him down again. I, I was amazed. Joshua himself. Looks like he leaned out even more than usual. Uh, I mean, the dude weighed like 236 when it came down to the weigh-ins earlier today, so that's going to be a 50-pound weight difference. Yeah. How will that play into factor? It's a a 10-pound difference from his last weigh-in for the last fight. It was 247 and 237. 
So it's, he's he's dropped ten pounds. I don't know if that's gonna if he's gonna gain some fluidity and a bit of motion because he doesn't really box real fluidly. He's very uh, really robotic and picks his shots. So generally, in my in my opinion, I'm not a, not a boxing expert, but I feel like for a guy that fights the way he does, that weight would probably be better for him to have. If he was a looser movement sort of guy, then yeah, lose that weight and get light on your feet. But I don't think uh, Anthony Joshua is that guy. I don't think he fights that way. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. But that's just what I see. Mm-hmm. I see. But let's just say this. Let's just say, <clears throat> for instance, if you were to get booked for a fight against somebody like Bob Sapp or Boruto Kaido Hoverson, who are both weighing in, in a little heavier than 300 pounds, probably over 400 in Boruto's case, I mean, do you think that the speed and agility advantage would favor you, or do you think that you would have a hard time trying to maneuver around, you know, somebody that's outweighing you by well over 100 pounds? Speed and agility kills in those sort of fights. Anytime you're fighting a guy that is that much bigger than you, that they can't move, it's a, it's it's a, it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's such a major factor in the fight. Their lack, their inability to move, their inability to angle and cut directions and change. It makes it, it makes it, it makes the fights not competitive. I think that's kind of what you saw back when Dream did the Super Hulk thing. How much better those weights did against the big massive guys because the big massive guys couldn't move. Now you get let one of some bitches get on top of you. It's a long day at the office, but don't. And generally, the little dudes coming out on top of those. Mm-hmm. Well, except for Jose Canseco when he fought Hong Man Choi, but that's not that's neither here nor there. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, Canseco didn't move. Canseco tried to fight like a big man. I mean, he's not a fighter. He's a big juiced up fucking baseball player. Like he, he ain't, ain't going to teach you how to fight, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? It's funny because you did mention, you know, you would like to see a tournament happen. I mean, do you think that if there was a such thing as like a rising Super Hulk tournament and Mendoa Man just comes out of nowhere wanting to challenge everybody, do you think that you would be ready to face those bigger opponents back to back before facing somebody like Mendoa Man? I'd do that shit tomorrow. (laughs) That's all all I want to do in this game. That's all I want to do is have fights like that. I want to go out there and just just crush massive dudes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of speaking of tournament, just curious to know, do you have do you have a favorite to win in the uh, Ryzen lightweight tournament uh, that'll be going on? Look, after seeing these fights locked, or seeing them for the last time, uh, Musiev is that that dude's unreal. He's unreal. I think Johnny Case is also uh, he's a dark horse in it. He's a, he's a real tough guy. Brings kind of a little bit different style, but um, Musiev is. Um, that dude's on another planet. He's uh, that dude kicks like a goddamn horse. He it's, is it's something I haven't seen. Yeah. He is fighting Johnny Case. Uh, who do you think? You think that Musiev wins that? Or do you, you think? <laughs> I, 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 it's very hard for me to like see him like finish Case. If anything, I can I can see that going all three rounds. Maybe even closely get you know, split decision. He's these tournaments. These boys go three rounds, then they gotta fight again later on that night. It ain't ideal. That's a those guys. I think those two for me are the two favorites to win it. Yeah. But I'm in the fight each other first. Yeah. So it kind of negates. I think the other side has got a much easier ride to the to the final. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Patricky Pitbull and uh, Gustavo. Luis Gustavo. Yeah. <laughs> 
that kind of speaks for itself that we just had to think about who he was. So. <laughs> uh, we got some fan questions uh, that people have submitted through Twitter. First question we have is from Damian Brown, fellow Australian. Well, I guess you're, you're Australian in name only, but real Australian, uh, Damian Brown, white, uh, uh, rising lightweight. He says, why Melbourne and not Brisbane? <laughs> because, bro, Melbourne's, Melbourne's where all the good beers at, man. Now, my, my missus is down here, so kind of where we ended up coming. And, um, you know, it's, it's been a really good spot for me down here. Um, got absolute MMA down here. They've um, they've sponsored me on my visa and stuff now, so I can you know, be able to stay in Australia for two years, keep training, doing all this stuff. I got a great group of training partners, you know, at my gym here in Collingwood. And then when I want to go get choked out, I can go get choked out by, you know, uh, Lockie and uh, Craig Jones and all those guys out there in mm. uh, St. Kilda. It's a good scene out here, man. Did, and, uh, you know, I'll take my butt up to Brisbane at some point. Did you see uh, Craig Jones uh, in that Nogi grappling match against uh, Rumble Johnson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that's what you want to call it? Yeah, I, I, well, I guess it was, yeah, I, I, I guess grappling name only because... You know, it's so funny. There, there are people. I don't know if you ever peruse r slash uh, MMA on Reddit. There are people who are like, "Oh, oh my God, he's Rumble Johnson's fifty pounds heavier than Craig Jones. He's gonna smother Craig Jones." Uh, and it's like, you know, there's nothing people worse than when people, people on the internet just don't know shit. Generally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nothing worse than when I see people who do not know about grappling talk try to talk about grappling. It it is it it it, it, it melts. My brain. I mean, look, between between Craig Jones and Lachlan Giles, Giles out here, the guy who just uh, got third in ADCC in the open weight, and he's sixty something kilos. There is a there is a phenomenal level of grappling out here, and like I am a big, strong, athletic dude, and those guys make me feel like a little tiny little girl trying to figure out how to get up. Like it's terrible. <laughs> uh, you're a blue belt uh, currently in jiu-jitsu, right? Yeah, I'm a ten-year blue belt, bro. Oh, that's how we—that's how we all are. We're all—I'm te- a ten-year ten blue belt as well. Um, do you do you want to advance in grappling? Do you want to eventually get a purple, brown, eventually black black belt, or is that? Sorry, go ahead. I mean, like the the, the black belt is always something you want to get. I um, for me, the, the training in the gi, especially this year. This is my fifth fight this year. So I haven't had a ton of time to just focus on training the gi. It's a different kind of game. So I'll, th- I'll slap the gi on for, you know, a week or two, you know, at a time. And, like, up until getting out to Australia, I hadn't worn the gi in, like, four years, three years. So it's just kind of uh, – and, and to get graded and uh, to get promoted, you need to wear the gi. Yeah. So it's just it's just going to be a long haul. Like, right? once I get a little bit of time, someone I'll put some time into because I really do truly believe, like, like, jiu-jitsu is something I'll be able to continue doing for a long time when I'm done getting punched in the face. I'll be able to wake up in the morning and, you know, have a coffee, go hit a roll, and then grind out at the beach. Hey, hopefully we'll see you at ADCC one day. Or- yeah, shit. <laughs> may, uh, maybe hey, you know but- what? It is kind of funny, and I hate to interrupt Andrew, even though it's kind of my thing. <laughs> but still, you mentioned waking up, you know, one day, but not having to worry about injuries. Mm. I mean, we were talking about football before we came on the air, you know, talking about Hawaii football. I was listening to a podcast or a radio show earlier this morning where basically a former 
NFL offensive lineman was talking about, you know, having to wake up one day with aches and pains, and now he's going to have to deal with Parkinson's because he basically had to deal with going in the trenches trying to knock down big defensive linemen for like 16 games a season back in the 60s and 70s and the 80s as well. But what do you think is the main thing that would probably, you know, help fighters, not just fighters, but athletes in general, you know, try and avoid these debilitating injuries so that they don't wake up feeling like vegetables 10, 20, 30 years from now? You know, you know what, bro? That, that's a that's a good question, man. I, I tell guy, young guys at the gym all the time. They all want to come in and they want to have. They get you gotta train hard, but you gotta train smart, man. Like, you no, know, kind of when I started, I started out when I first was training MMA. I was coming from football, so you already had that real breakneck hard kind of mentality. And I was training in Hawaii, which guys, I mean, if anybody knows anything about MMA, they train hard in Hawaii. They spar. It's fighting out there. Um, and I was training with Chris Levy, so you know I was getting punched in the head by a dude that can fight. And, um, you know, I try to tell these guys these days that, you know, it's not necessary, man. You can, um, you can get a lot better work done with um, smart drilling and contact drills and stuff like that as opposed to having these gym wars that are, um, you know, they're, I mean, at the end of the day, they're taking, they're taking years off your career. You know, you, you're doing more damage to yourself in the gym than you are in the fight. So, you know, you don't need to always see who's dick's biggest in the gym, you know. you gotta, you got to kind of relax sometimes and train. Train smart. You're there to train. You're not, you're not getting paid in the gym. You know, I think that's the biggest piece of advice I can tell everybody. It's, and that's athletes in general. Like, even in football, you know, we would, we wouldn't be, it's not full, it's not full scrimmage, but, you know, a couple times a year. The rest of the time, it's fit-ups. Fitting up on your tackle. You know, it can, you can run things the same way in, in MMA. You know, you can, you can train it at full speed, but you don't need to, you don't need to connect. You know, and that, that comes for guys, that comes with guys later in their careers when they start figuring that out. Because, you know what, I mean, it's hell getting up in the morning sometimes for me between, between, you know, football at the level I've played at and then, you know, I'm fighting at a fairly high level now, too. Like, it's, uh, the body's got some miles on it, so you got to take care of yourself. Exactly, and considering the fact that you had recently four fighters in boxing die due to head injuries, head trauma, yeah. I mean, yeah. it would definitely be, you know, wise to take care of that body now before you end up fucking yourself up later or do your best to try and prevent your head from taking serious damage. 100%. You know, I mean, it happens. Everybody knows about it when it happens on the on the big boxing scale and stuff. But, I mean, there was a guy, uh, guy I trained with out here in uh, Australia who was up in Thailand and uh, had a fight at, um, at Lumpini and uh, got beat in the fight, walked out of the ring, passed out, and never woke back up. You know, your brain starts swelling up and you know, you never know if these things are happening from, you know, is it prior damage that's occurred in the gym? Is it, you know, what's going on? You got to, you only got, the, the thing is right now, the stage we're at, you know, in science and everything, you only get one brain, man. You're not, uh, you can take as much precaution and everything, but you only get one. And those, uh, those neurons ain't coming back. You know, I, I notice it with myself sometimes. You know, I, I get my recall gets a bit like, like slower on just on the uptake on some words and shit. But it's, you know, it's that at the end of the day, that's the game we've all chosen to play. That is the life we've chosen to live, and I wouldn't change it for a fucking thing. I don't love it. Hmm. You know what? If that means at some point, you know, I need to take a hard look in the mirror and say, yeah, well, it might be time to pump the brakes a bit on this thing and, you know, get back and start doing more jujitsu or something like that. That's fine. We're not at that point yet. You just got to be aware, though, that, like, 
every shot you take in the gym, it fucking counts. So don't get into a who's dick's bigger contest every week. Mm. Exactly. The second question that we have is from C2 at KingSilo24. And this is uh, uh, regarding the uh, Vitaly Shemitov fight uh, mm. about the yellow card. He says, was there, he asked, was there any pe- penalty for his yellow card? I guess, was there any yeah. financial or like a, like a warrant, like a stern talking from Sakaki Barra? Is there anything that you can yeah. tell us? Um, so the, there's, a, there, there's a percentage attached to, to that. <laughs> it's the same as the old Pride days. <laughs> like, you, uh, so they, because of the way the fights are judged, you're not leaving points in the fight. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not it's not judged that way. But it, uh, yeah, man, they uh, they don't want you they don't want you fouling. Let's leave it at that. It was ba- well, it was, so basically, it was a it was a good warning to you know, just you know, know for next time, you know, fight a little bit differently yeah. or fight a little bit. I don't know, not not in that way. The penalty attached. Yeah, gotcha. Okay, and the last question we have is from Bishop at Ronan Bishop, and he asks, how much does Ryzen pay? <laughs> <laughs> these motherfuckers these days are wild. <laughs> I, uh, you know what? Ryzen takes good care of me, man. Um, perfect time to say I just signed a new four five deal with them, so clearly I'm happy. Great. <laughs> that it was all the all the end. No, listen, listen. If you're happy, that's great. You know that's what matters in the end is as the fighters are taken care of. Um, because yeah. a lot of organizations, and we learned this today, Liz Carmouche being fired from UFC while doing promotion for the work for them. Some some promotions don't take care of their fighters as they should. I I hear that Ryzen does the opposite. They do one hundred percent the opposite. Man, I, like, I'm not I'm not just being a company man here and telling the company line. Like people ask me all the time, especially because I just signed this new deal. I just re up to Ryzen, and they're like, "Oh, Jake, like when are you gonna go to the UFC? When are you gonna do this?" It's like, you know what, man? I'm 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 more than happy where I'm at. You know, I feel like I've, I've been around the game a long time now, and like. You know some of these other promotions, and you're just a number, man. And you could be a Liz Carmouche that, you know, has fought twice for the title. And as far as I know, is still having a fairly successful career. And, um, you know, just gets iced while she's doing goddamn media for them. That's, Ryzen wouldn't do that shit. So, like, like why, why would you do business with a company that fucks around like that? Like, exactly. You know, Not to mention also having the first uh, woman's uh, fight in UFC. And almost was the first person to ever come cl- even close to defeating Ronda Rousey. She fucked up in the fight. Yeah. yeah, she fucked up. She almost had a rear naked choke on her. Unfortunately, she just couldn't get in for whatever reason. And yeah, Ronda Rousey won by Ronda Rousey armbar. But nonetheless, yeah. yeah. Um, I do a uh, uh, Christian. Before um, I I I was gonna ask you some non MMA related questions, but I want uh, I want to ask if Christian if he had any more MMA rise and related questions for you. Nah, I don't have any. I don't have any questions to deal out of me aside from the fact that what we already asked about him, a lot of people can probably listen back on the first interview, but I mean, you said, and I'm sorry, my nephew is trying to see what the hell I'm looking at. I mean, obviously he's, he's curious. He's only five years old, but still when it comes to, you know, trying to entertain the crowd, I mean, is there a way that you try and choreograph these entrances beforehand, or you just go all out and say, you know, screw it, might as well yeah. go ahead and make it do what it do? You make it do, do baby. Now, I, uh, you know, there, there's a little bit I do. Like, um, my my girl, she kind of, she's kind of in charge of my my entrances. She's, I give her a bit of the, the play with that. She, uh, 
she's kicked the last two, and they've gone over pretty well. Um, for the Guardians of the Galaxy one, I watched, the, I watched that dance a couple times because there's some moves in there I figured I'd need to get down to, uh, to kind of get it. And then, but then the right with the with Saturday Night Fever shit. I mean, I that, I just played up out there and made it to two maybe. <laughs> so these uh, the next set of questions I have. So and we did this with Johnny Case Christian, if you remember. Um, so I'm curious to know, Jake, did you ever hear of a show called Inside the Actor Studio? Inside what? I'm sorry. Inside the Actor Studio. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Okay, it was a it was a show hosted by James Linton on Bravo, and he would have these ten questions taken uh, from a French uh, philosopher named Bernard Pivot, and supposedly yeah. these ten questions can like get you get get to really know a person. You know, you okay. you've heard of that shit before, like oh, ten questions yeah, yeah. and these like you know whatever. But uh, yeah, so we've only asked one other MMA fighter this, and that was Johnny Case. He had some very interesting answers. I'm very interested to hear your answers because you're 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 you are a unique special MMA fighter, and to hear your answers, I think these are gonna be awesome to hear. So here are the ten questions. Number one, what is your favorite word? Man, to be honest, it's probably fuck. <laughs> <laughs> what is your least favorite word? Can't. Hmm. What turns you on? Uh, violence. No. <laughs> what turns you off? One more time. Uh, what turns you off? Uh, bullshit, man. What sound or noise do you love? Man. I love the sound of the beer cracking, bro. For real. Hmm. What sound or noise do you hate? I hate that sound of like uh, shit going across a floor like a chair or a table. Oh. You know when you when you drink it? <laughs> I can't deal with it, man. I, I lose my mind every time I hear it. <laughs> oh. uh, what is your favorite curse word? The fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? I'm gonna own a bar when this is all said and done, baby. Oh, nice, nice. Uh, you want to open it? You uh, is Australia your prospective place? You want to come back here to open up the bar? I'm gonna move to Hawaii. I reckon I'll end up doing it there. Oh, nice, nice. What profession would you not like to do? Anything involving a desk. Mm-hmm. Because because then you'd be throwing those desks across the uh, across the room. I'm guessing. Well, across the table is what it man. Uh, and the last question, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Mm. We've been waiting for you. <laughs> Great. No, I, I, as I knew, these fucking unique answers, man. Fucking unique. That's what I love about those 10 questions. Um, with that, um, Christian, any last, any last questions for, uh, for uh, Mr. Hune? Well, the only last question I got to ask is, again, how people can get in contact with you, and is there any sponsors you would like to, you know, give know. thanks to? Yeah, man. Um, first off, guys, New Year's Eve, Saitama, Soup, Arena, tune in. This shit is wild. It's going to be rowdy. Let's, get, let's, let's, let's blow the market up with this one. Make sure you tune in. 
Follow me on Twitter at JQUN and on Instagram at uh, the at Honeybear MMA, and also on my Facebook at Jake Honeybear Hume. And guys, just watch the damn fight and be entertained. And a quick shout out to my gym, uh, Absolute MMA, and to CMBT Nutrition, keeping me all swole. Oh, oh yeah. But other than that, see you guys soon. Right? Don't you also have a podcast now as well? Oh yeah, shit. Um. Another one, good, good looking, brother. I uh, I, I keep up with everything. I keep up with all yeah, the I, things that Rise and Fire do. Yeah, I got a uh, I got a podcast running out with my gym, the uh, Absolutely Unnecessary Podcast. Uh, so far, we've had uh, Lachlan Giles and Craig Jones on as guests, as well as two local fighters out here in Australia. Good listen. We're gonna have a new episode coming out next week. So I listened to the Craig Jones one. Very very cool. I do have to say, though, sometimes these Australian accents, I have to rewind and be like, what the fuck did this motherfucker just say? <laughs> so where can uh, people uh, get Absolute Unnecessary podcast? What's that? Oh, where, where can people listen? Is it on iTunes, Stitcher, Podcast Bay? iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, uh, iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, Spotify. We got it on all the platforms. Great, great, great. I see, I see, and we hope to get our podcast up on all platforms as well, but the only platforms that we got are Stitcher and SoundCloud, as well as YouTube, which we haven't updated in a while, Andrew. iTunes, but also, and also iTunes is also a bitch to deal with. iTunes is, like, Jimmy, the hardest platform I've ever tried to deal with. Like, still to this day, I'm, like, trying to still, like, go back and forth with them about our, it's, it's, it's an absolute mess. Thank God you don't have to deal with this shit at all. Good. I don't. I don't with any of this stuff. We got. We got people to do it. <laughs> um, oh, last thing uh, before you you go, Jake. I want to give you an opportunity to. Uh, I actually, uh, Satoshi. She does speak English. That I know for a fact. Oh, yeah. He does speak English. So, anything you want to say to him or about him, uh, about the upcoming sure. fight, four is yours. Yeah. Ishisan, looking forward to seeing you in the middle of the ring at Saitama, brother. Let's bring him a shelf and bring the house down. Let's do one for the big boys. Hope you're ready to go, though. And you can. And to be honest, we really hope he brings a show because we don't want to see him bore us to sleep again with another decision. <laughs> you don't worry about it. Uh, yes, and everybody can check that out. Uh, New Year's Eve, December thirty first. Mm -hmm. I mean, let me go ahead oh. and handle the plug. And yeah, go ahead. You're better you than me. Check out JQ versus Satoshi Ishii. You can check that out at Ryzen 20 on New Year's Eve morning, December 31st, from the world-famous Saitama Stupa Arena in Saitama City, Saitama Prefecture, Japan. It'll air on the Fight TV app and possibly all your favorite cable or satellite or telco pay-per-view providers at 1 a.m. Eastern, 10 p.m. Pacific. But other than that, Mr. Hewn, it's been fun talking with you. And, you know, we, I mean, we wish you nothing but the best. We wish you nothing but traveling grace and peace, even though we know, hopefully, if Satoshi Ishii doesn't get too boring, he'll allow you to bring the war to that yeah. fight on New Year's Eve. Hey, thanks again for having me, fellas. Always a pleasure. No problem, Jake. Thank no you once problem. again.